The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. indeed and welcome along to another episode of the boys of tech this is our easter edition episode 161 for tuesday the 10th of april 2012 my name is edwin herman and i'd like to welcome on the panel first of all brett king hello it's good to have you uh, back this week for an easter episode we do have our newest panelist ben sunko welcome along ben hey Hey, it's good to have you on the show. Look, we know we've been meaning to to get you on the panel for a while, and it's it's finally happened. And and Ben, you're actually using a mobile phone with a with an interesting operating system. Yeah, I'm using the Nokia N9 with Amigo Linux operating system. Mm. Now, I did a little bit of googling on that, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, I was a bit ignorant about the whole thing. I had no idea about a lot of it. <laughs> you thought Nokia's only ran Symbian. Yeah. Well, well now Windows. they run Windows. Yeah. Indeed. Now the new ones run Windows. I'm looking and forward this to is, it. This is basically that hardware, but more of it, and it's just an awesome phone. It's so good. And they give you a shell, don't they? You you can SSH to and from it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you switch it into developer mode, and it enables the SSH server and client, and from there you can just you can access basically everything. I like it already. <laughs> Wait, you can SSH into your own phone? Yeah, and That's out from cool. your phone onto, like, you know, you can come home, jump onto your phone, SSH into your server and do what you need to do. Does it have a <laughs> Pico text editor? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's got Pico. It's got Nano, it's got VI. Oh, yeah, Nano's um, good. At, yeah, same. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, sort of standard Nano, the, the, the free, the free version, version of, of Pico. Pico. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the GPL <laughs> version. <laughs> that's cool. And, and it's got um, C compilers? Uh, oh, I trust you to ask that. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? We um, can I actually do a review we, of this thing on the show. I think when you enable the developer mode, it gives you like an SDK to be able to compile your own apps and things. That um, is cool. That's that pretty is cool. Like, cool. And you know, like there's no there's no option to change the the color of the standby screen. So you just you know jump into the terminal, go into super user mode, and go in and change the file, and everything's just there. It's awesome. That's nice. Very mm. cool. When did you get the phone? Uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, so it's only a, a recent bit. Not new though, is it? Or it uh, is new? Well, it came out in July last year, I think. And, and it basically you... just sold out sort of straight away. They, they only made they only made like a hundred or 200,000 or some crazy small number. So are they still making them with that OS from Nokia? I don't know. You can still, well, you can still them. purchase them, yeah. You yeah. can still purchase the N9 with Mega. They don't make a lot of uh, big song and dance about it, though, do they? No, because it's embarrassing when the phone you don't want to release is voted the best phone of 2011. Is that um, right? Was it voted the best phone 2011? I'm, I've seen that somewhere. Nice. You know, I'd say there's probably, you know, every phone was voted the best phone of 2011, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending on who you listen to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nokia magazine. The Migo Nokia magazine voted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah, I've heard lots of good things about the hardware of the N9, so. Yeah, I mean, the black on the standby screen is just, it's, you can't actually see where the screen ends. It's that good. 
Nice. That's a good screen. By the way, for our listeners out there, we're all he- uh, coming to you live from Wellington, New Zealand. And and Ben, you know, we should catch up sometime. I'd like to see that phone. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, I, think, I think we're doing lunch at some point, aren't we? I'm sure we are. There'll be a reminder in the calendar. Yeah, that's right. Like Wednesday, isn't it? No, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> this week? Yes. We don't oh, need man. to get into the details. I don't think our listeners really care what we're doing. <laughs> well, that is quite true. <laughs> well, well, some of them might if they're in the, you know, if they're going to try and eavesdrop on our conversation. Ah, uh, yes. Well, maybe, we, maybe we should we shouldn't be telling them then. We we should cut no. this bit out. Uh, look, let's let's look ahead of what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Google goggles is demoed in a promotional video. A Mac Trojan captures thousands of Macs and is growing fast. And a popular photo sharing app is released for Android, much to the disappointment of many iOS users. This and more, let's start with Google Goggles. So first of all, before we give our express <laughs> opinions on this, and I'm sure there'll be some strong opinions, who wants to give us a quick rundown of what Google Goggles actually is? Uh, Google Goggles are basically a pair of glasses with a little video screen overlay over one of your eyes, and it presents to you information just like your smartphone can present to you information. So location-based, context-based information, weather, you know, social media aspects, all that sort of stuff, except it's presented directly into your vision in the real world. So for instance, if you're walking down the streets, you could have a Google Maps overlay showing you the direction to the local Starbucks or whatever it is that you might be wanting to go to. You can have a look at what the weather is. If you know you you are unable to look out and see what's coming out of the sky, and you require some electronic device to tell you what the weather is instead of using your own eyes, but anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, so it's basically a pair of glasses with a, a heads-up display presenting you with all of the sorts of information that you would normally get just by looking at your phone. Running Android, which is, um, well, it hasn't been explicitly said that it runs Android, but since the demonstration that, well, since the promotional video shows all of the icons and the icons are Android icons, everybody assumes it's Android. You'd assume it's Wi-Fi, wouldn't you, or Bluetooth? Mm. Well, well you yeah, you wouldn't want to have some cable running from the, the glasses all the way down to the to device. But then once Well, you just yeah. use your phone. You surely just Bluetooth it to your phone. and then Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the battery, how the, the battery for that sort of thing is going to be pretty annoying. That's uh, most, pretty limited. Most of those heads-up displays, you know, th- active 3D goggles and those sorts of things are quite bulky and quite annoying with the, the placement of the battery or having to have a cable running out of the glasses to a battery pack or to the... the the brains of the system. The pictures of the actual device itself, the glasses, look kind of swish. They're very stylish little glasses with just a little bit over your right eye wrapping around to the behind the ear. And so I'm guessing that thick piece wrapping around from the display on the right-hand side is what contains the uh, the, the battery pack and stuff. So uh, we have no idea of what the battery life on this thing is going to be. Yeah, I... It's an interesting idea that the whole heads-up display is neat. There are tons of applications where a heads-up display is brilliant and developing a slimline 
long-lasting, multi-connectivity-enabled uh, heads-up display is brilliant. But the kind of stuff that they were showing off, the whole social networking and viewing maps and finding out where your friends are and getting location and all that sort of stuff and having your social media alerts in it, it text messages, et cetera, all popping up on the screen in front of your vision is just a, a recipe for disaster, <laughs> in my opinion. Imagine walking down the street with this thing on and suddenly somebody sends you, you know, a whole heap of people suddenly bombard you with text messages and they all start flooding into your eye and you start and <laughs> yeah. you're starting to read that while you're crossing the road and then you get hit by a bus. It's like we're already or, or if, you, if you're like me and you can't multitask very well, you just end up stopping dead in your tracks to figure out what the thing, exactly. what's going on. And the poor, poor little old lady behind you runs into the back of you. Either that or well, surely, surely her Google I I goggle thing will tell her to stop. <laughs> yeah. What? No. No. What's well, a heads up display? It should say pull up, pull up. Yeah. It'll be like stop. <laughs> 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 now these will be really cool when they are actually glasses and the display is in the glass itself and the glass does the correction if you normally need glasses now that would be cool yeah yeah if you are one of the growing number of people on this planet who require eyeglasses then yeah you're going to need prescription heads up display well, glasses Brett, you've just got yourself some prescription glasses haven't you indeed just recently <laughs> Just recently, exactly. Still getting used to them. Don't wear them when I'm walking around. It's very odd. Actually being able to see things. Um, no, it's the, <laughs> having this piece of glass in front of your face changes the way, you know, changes the light dynamic. So it's hard to walk around in them. Your perspective goes all wally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I find it hard to walk around in glasses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't worn glasses before, it can take quite some time to adjust to wearing them. I think yeah, it would I, don't, take I don't wear hats very often. I find it really hard to walk around in a hat. Oh, I can... <laughs> in, in a hat If your hat was a, hat. a sombrero, <laughs> then I would give you that. But otherwise, it is quite different when you're wearing prescription glasses. We're not talking about sunglasses sort of thing. We're talking about prescription glasses, something which actually changes your focal points. Yeah, I just I just found it to be all good being like yeah, the transition from not being able to see to being able to see. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't see a negative with that. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> fact that everything is your depth perception and everything is altered. Yeah, but, yeah, it does. Yeah, you do get that. Yeah, but you yeah. get used to it though, Brett. I mean, the, well, the thing I'm is, sure I will. You, you, by, but I, I, just, I don't need them when I'm walking around, so I take them off. Yeah, but the thing is, then you'll never get used to them, and it'll just go on and on and on. If you keep them on all the time, you just it becomes second nature. You don't even notice. Well, that's yeah. my theory, anyway. <laughs> Either way, that's got absolutely nothing to do with Google goggles. No. So, so back to Google goggles. This is kind of more like one of these things that you would talk about 20, 30 years ago as a futuristic piece of technology. Yeah, it's one of those cool things where everybody goes, oh, it'll be great. You'd be able to watch television, you know, while you're walking around and all that sort of stuff with the whole heads-up display thing. And and that's really neat, except for the fact that we already have an increased incidence of people getting hit on crossings and having accidents because they're distracted by MP3 players, et cetera, et cetera. Imagine how much worse that's going to be when the person's vision is also going to be impaired by this heads-up display that they're focusing on uh, instead of watching where they're going. Well, that's the jerk comes to mind as well. 
Mm. Uh, the Jerk was a movie starring Steve Martin where he developed a little brace for the glasses to take them on and off. And the consequence was that everyone went cross-eyed. You kind of wonder how this is going to adjust the where you're actually looking and the effect on your eye. Precisely. You'll never know. When you're having a conversation with someone wearing these things, the eyes might be looking at you, but really they're actually concentrating on what's going on in the Precisely. They could be be, um, updating their Facebook. It's the reason that, you know, when you go to meetings and you see somebody with a a, um, – their phones or every, anything out and they're punching on their phones. They might have a smartphone and they might legitimately be taking notes, sure, but uh, most of them will actually be doing something else and not paying attention to what they're doing. So it's another way to distract yourself from paying attention to what you should be focusing on. I'd just make people take their glasses off. <laughs> if they were having a meeting with me, it'd be, hey, you've got those cool Google goggles. Excellent. Take the things off right now. <laughs> we're having a conversation. Mm. You're not Facebooking at the same time. Verboten. <laughs> you know, having said that, it is a really, really cool piece of technology. Oh, it is. The, you the, know, the, the there fact that are you can actually do this. things that you'll be able to do with it as Ben said before we started, a sniper assist app for the for the military. Absolutely awesome. But then the military already have heads up displays. But you know, <laughs> I think we're a long way from this actually being good technology. Like it's a good idea, but I mean, three D glasses and movie theater, like you said, they suck. It ruins the experience. So this mm. is just going to ruin everyday experience until they get it right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Did, did you guys watch the promotional video itself about Google goggles from? I got about Google? halfway through, and you got bored. <laughs> it was pretty horrible. It's like the dude walks into a shop. He's like, "I wonder where the books are." It's like you're in a bookshop. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. It's dumbing down technology. It's technology that's there to assist you to do things which you should be able to do already. Look, I've, there's actually like, like as I said, when you look up at the sky and see whether or not it's raining. Oh, look, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, but you can probably it, tell it's raining because your Google goggles uh, stop working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I can't wet. see anything. You know, there is a flaw in the video. I don't know if you noticed, but you know, the guy's walking around and it pops up saying because he's he wants to meet up with his friend Paul, who's come online and they agreed to meet. And Paul isn't there yet, but it comes up saying Paul is four hundred and two feet away. But when Paul shows up, he's not wearing his Google goggles. So how does it know? Because uh, he had his Android Paul in his pocket. Has his Android phone, yeah. Oh, what do you think? Oh, okay. So maybe if it's they all run on Android, it's probably... And Paul's been microchipped as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, of course, he works for Google. Don't they all have like a microchip in their, in, embedded in their arm and that's how they look, get through doors and stuff? Log that's where their ideas computers. come from. I wonder if they had to confiscate his iPhone when they were making the movie. Probably, because you couldn't have him look down at his iPhone. No. All right, look, let's leave that there. If you want to find out more, check out Google Goggles. I'll put a link to the video on the show notes. Now, there's been a Trojan that's captured at least something like half a million Macs. This is a Mac Trojan. You mean Macintoshes can can get infected with viruses and stuff? Yes, they can, believe I, it or not. I, I, I so don't believe you, Ed. That's like, <laughs> it's impossible. No, it's a conspiracy. How could, how but, could a Macintosh uh, yes. get infected with something? Look, exactly. No, no one should, no one, <laughs> no Mac user should be saying that Macs 
are immune to viruses because they're not. And this and this is an example. This piece of malware has captured, in fact, it's up to 600,000 already. Mm. This is growing, and there's actually also a way to find out if your Mac is infected. Obviously, if you're running a decent uh, malware protection, uh, chances are there won't be. But you can check if you want to by uh, issuing a couple of commands in the uh, terminal to find out. Tell you what I'll also do is I'll put a link to those instructions from F-Secure uh, in our show notes. So if you are running a Mac and you haven't got malware protection, first of all, you should get some protection. Secondly, go to our website, click on the link and find out if your Mac is indeed infected. So yeah, Brett, this is another example, uh, isn't it, of uh, there's a lot of complacency or there has been in the past a lot of complacency yeah, on the part of A lot of, of Mac, Mac complacency. Yeah. And one of the most interesting things here is kind of like the the flip side, the downside of Apple's desire to control all of their own stuff because the way that this trojan infects you is it targets an a java vulnerability a java vulnerability that oracle patched in february yes but mac uh-huh. because mac controls their own version of java did not patch that fix well didn't send out a fix until earlier this very week the company's Apple, not Mac, but yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're, you're right. So it was the the patch was out by Oracle, but you know, Apple didn't bun, bundle it up into the software updates, and yeah, well, they have now, but uh, so, well, yeah, you know, they have now, but it's a bit late. But <laughs> yes, it's it's what two months since Oracle put out the patch for that vulnerability, and it's only now that Apple has actually put that into their version of Java for the Macintosh or OS X. It's, yeah. This is the the downside of Apple's need to control all of the bits and pieces on their systems. Because half a million Macs is, is a, in fact, that, that might be half the Mac user base. <laughs> half a million Macs and growing. Yeah. Yeah, it's growing, I know. And one of the funniest parts was how many infected Macs were checking in from Cupertino. Yeah, look, you know, I, I saw that in the story. It said 274 reporting in Cupertino. But you know what? I, I think they're trying to make you jump to the conclusion that, oh, that, those could be Macs at, at, you know, at Apple headquarters. Well, so, no, Cupertino is actually quite big. I know, but I think the way the way the story has written that, I, th- I think what they're trying to do is make you jump to that conclusion. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's about, you know, Cupertino's a, a technology hub. You'd expect people in technology hubs to be the most pedantic about their security. Ben, what are you running on your uh, desktop? Uh, Ubuntu. Ah, okay. All right, hey, we've got one of each here. We've got a Linux guy. We've got a win- You're running Windows, aren't you, Brett? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I'm running Mac. There you go. We, we've represented. This is a, a very PC episode. <laughs> we've represented <laughs> all segments of the O. Well, the main three segment, you know, three major segments of the OS market. Indeed. All right. I think we cover all the phone markets as well, don't we? Have we got an Android, a Mego, and a iPhone? I haven't got an iPhone, but I wish I had. Uh, Brett's what have got, you got? The, no, Brett's got the iPhone actually. Yeah, I've got the iPhone. I've got what a. Got, I've got a uh, a Nokia one two o two. He's got an old school actual just phone. Yeah, yeah. like pager. Edwin's mobile <laughs> phone is like a mobile phone. It's, it's, it's just a, like a notepad that you write pay, like write notes on and give to people. It's just post it. Yeah, post it. Three M post it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mine has got a flashlight though on the top of so it. My, mine's got a flashlight app. Yeah, mine has a flashlight app. Well, it makes the screen go white, does it? No, it uses the the flash from the camera. Oh, okay. It turns that LED on. Oh, you can do that. 
Mm, is, yeah, this, is this on the, the iPhone, Brett? Yeah, it drains the battery something. <laughs> something well, you'd imagine. <laughs> and, but then and, and playing ben games yours, drains the battery. <laughs> so Ben, yours has got a flashlight as well? Uh, yeah, same thing. He uses the flash for the camera. Oh, uh, right. That, I thought that was, was kind of special like that, but maybe it's not. No, it's pretty standard to do that now. Yeah, now. If you've got a flash for the camera, there's generally an app which will turn it on. So you can use it as a torch. I think there's a um, a screen torch app as well. If you're looking for a, a you know not as bright a light, but I haven't tried that. Oh yeah, just to make this the screen go all white. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Let's move on and talk about because we're since we're talking about phones and that now the it's interesting because Instagram has now just been released for Android. But mm. what what I thought was most interesting about this story is how all the iOS users are really upset that, because, you know, they weren't joining, enjoying exclusive use of Instagram pretty much from the mobile, yeah, mobile it was an app for it was an app on iTunes. For the iPhone, yep. Yep, for the iPhone and iPad. And iPod Touch. Yep. And it was exclusive and now it's available for Android. And yeah, it is hilarious that there's this weird backlash of Apple fanboys getting up in arms about the fact that their software is now available on a different platform. I know. The thing is, people rave about this because it's got these built-in filters. Some of them... Oh, yeah, know, it's a very funky program. It's yeah, a they, very they, funky app. You for, can turn for, your digital snaps into something that looks like old-school oh, Polaroid that, you know, old, old, Well, even old-school sepia photos from the, the 1800s. The, the dawn of photography. It's got filters for doing all that sort of neat stuff. But yeah, it is the most interesting thing about the whole thing is just how weird the Apple people have gotten. <laughs> but these are the people that queue up, you know, at like midnight to buy exactly the same phone that they already have. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. That, that is, that That'll is, be them. That'll be them all right. Yeah, so I mean, it's not surprising that they're, you know, the hipsters are getting a bit annoyed. Because <laughs> their once cool app is now cool for more people. Yeah, people can use it. Yeah. And not only is it now available for Android, but it's just been updated for Android. And those updates have brought in some really funky new things, which you can only do with Android phones because they're not available on oh, iPhone. Oh, that's, that's really adding salt into the wood. Like, like being able to install and run it off an SD card. iPhones don't have like expensive slots, do they? No, they don't. (laughs) So that's a pretty good limiter for you being able to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like that update's not going to come out for the iOS version of this of this app. No, there's no point. But yeah, it's it's. (laughs) But a big boon for the people who make Instagram. It has always been one of the you know the, the highlighted photo apps for the iphone and as soon as it came out for android it was what one million downloads mm. uh yes yeah look i'd heard, I'd heard of it because I, I you know it, it turns up on blog posts people sort of seem to be raving about it yeah yeah there's lots of people put photos from their iphone into their blog and they use the instagram to make them look funky before they pop them up onto facebook etc so it's basically just a filter and FTP client. It's it's a it's a, a it's a photo app. It's a camera app. So it will take the snap using your phone's camera and apply a whole a heap of filters, allow you somewhere. to do edits to it and all that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah so. that's that's true. You can do some some. Yeah, you can do photo edits, yeah. touch ups, that sort of yeah. stuff. Apply your yeah, different filters, and then I don't upload. quite see the appeal. It just seems like it's just like Flickr or well, you know what, Ben? I agree with. Well, I actually it, agree it, with you to some extent. I don't know why it's taken off like it has. Well, because it's it's no kind idea. of funky, and it means that instead of having to take a photo and then upload that photo, well, you know put the photo on your computer, load it into Photoshop or some other photo editing one, make all the touch-ups, do the cropping, apply apply filter effects, put in background images, and then save off your JPEG, which you can then put onto your blog or put onto your Facebook gallery. You've got an app in your phone which takes the photo, gives you all of those photo editing capabilities, has a whole heap of really popular filters to apply to the photo, allows you to put in the backgrounds, and will upload it to Facebook for you, all within oh, your wow. app. So, I didn't realize it did so many things that I don't want to do. <laughs> a lot of people do. That's pretty they handy. Take their photos all of those and they things I don't up. want to do in one place. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All you got to do is not get that thing. How's that been? Well, a lot of people do like <laughs> to do that. And so if that, I don't get the new the one, I'm not getting all those new things either. Precisely. It, great. Even more reason not to get it. <laughs> Look, I tell you what, I'll be honest, I'm, it's not for me either, but it obviously has taken off. A lot of people rave about it and they love the filters. Yeah. The thing is, for a start, my Nokia 2, look it up, guys. Look, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering what a Nokia 1, uh, 1202 is, look it up. It's really it's a, a phone. It's a, just a phone phone. Have they put the specs on the internet, or do I send, have to send away a request for a pamphlet or something? <laughs> yeah, no, almost. No, the specs are on the internet. Almost. No, they are it's on like the internet. It's like it's the yes. only thing about it that can be on the internet. <laughs> it weighs Other seven... than photos of it taken on an iPhone and then uploaded. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it so what weighs... is it? It's a Nokia? 1202. 1202. Just look at Yeah, Nokia 1202. There you go. Oh, wow, it's that's, that's that's a very, very basic phone. The thing is, so I can't even get Instagram, but even if I had a smartphone, I don't know that I'd be that in- interested in it, you know, to be honest. Well, if you took yeah. photos with your phone, you probably would. The thing is, I like to keep my originals. So I don't want to apply a filter and ruin the photo. I want to, no, I, But I, it keeps your originals. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not too bad then. Maybe I like it. All right, I'll get it. Now, let's move on and talk about Kim.com. As you probably know, Kim.com is, a, is I think, awaiting a, a trial in or a hearing in August over his extradition. Now, he's managed to get back on the net because, remember, he was banned from the net. But he argued, mm-hmm. well, or his rather his lawyers argued, that he needs access to the internet to work on his defense and also yeah. to work on his album. He is... Currently recording at a recording studio. Yeah, he was well. He was recording an album before he was arrested, and he's been. Yeah, he's been. He's now allowed to. He's now allowed to have a swim. That's right. That's the other thing. Yeah, he's allowed ninety minutes a day. He's allowed to travel to the recording studio so he can finish working on his um his album, and he's allowed to use the internet again so that he can work on his defence and really. How could you not have the internet and and still be able to validly work on your defense? It is, yeah. The internet is so synonymous these days as the the method of gaining or communicating information. To be without it would be a serious detriment to anybody trying to conduct business or anything in this day and age. And hence they've given them back that right. Yep, and hence he's been given that right back. 
Who's going to buy his album? Or maybe it'll be distributed for free. I have no idea. But who's who's going to? Anyone here going to get that? Oh, I don't know. Well, he's it depends on pretty big names how, on it. Yeah, depends on how catchy it is. I mean, he had a song. There was a song that he did, basically for Mega Upload. I mean, oh yeah, the Mega Upload song. Yeah, I mean, it was very very repetitive. There was basically no lyrics to it. But I mean, the beat itself was quite good, and he had some big names on it. Has it, has that one wonder. been released? Uh, oh, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it, I think so. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it, it needed a lot of work, but. But the interesting thing was the, the swim that he's allowed is at his old house, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's That's right, his other house. mansion. Yeah. That made me think, like, hmm, does he just want access to his house for 90 minutes? Or, like, has he got something stashed in his house that he needs to get? Well, the judge was contemplating just letting him move back into his old house. But he didn't yeah. want to rule on that. Yeah, but he didn't rule on the, it at that Possibly because he wasn't asked about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's kind of... Yeah, weird. Maybe he's got weapons of mass destruction in there. I'd never have gotten into the country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Unless he made them here, like refined the uranium. Uh, and... there, there you yeah, go. Where would, where would he have gotten that from? Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how would he have... Where's, where's Cameron Colley and Alec Doughty when you need them? The, our Australian uh, panellists. They're out in the desert digging up uranium, shipping it to Kim. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, we can't make the uh, podcast. Uh, we're, we're busy digging up uranium for, for someone, for a big <laughs> customer in New Zealand. Yeah, I think it's a little harder than that. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. All right, anyway, look. The, uh, the biggest weapon of mass destruction could be this album if it's really bad. <laughs> Very good. You could say Kim himself is a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, I guess you could. He's not small. He, he is not no, small. No, he is not small. If he, you know, jumped He's off diving than life. Your blow, you could get seriously hurt. Yes. And on that note, look, I think I'll wrap up the show here before it uh, get, goes too far downhill. Hey, look, uh, <laughs> Ben, thank you very much for doing your first episode uh, with us here at Boys of Tech. That was a bit of fun. Hopefully you'll join us again sometime. Yeah, well, it should be quite easy now that I've actually, I'm capable. Excellent. Now that you've got a Skype client that, that actually mm. works, yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. And Brett, thank you also once again for co-hosting. Always fun, Ed. And that concludes episode 161 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. Don't forget, just a quick note, uh, you've probably noticed it because uh, if you're listening to the MP3 or the uh, AAC file, you'll notice the new album artwork. So yes, we have completely rebranded. Woohoo! Party yes. time! <laughs> really? Uh, your shout. Uh... We'll bring your own. We'll, we'll hold him to that. Ben, no, no, it's bring your own this week. <laughs> it's bring your own. Bring your own champagne. Oh, psh. All right. Anyway, that's it. Thank you very much, everyone. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye. This is our Easter edition, episode 161. One or two? You said one before. One. Uh, I think Ben put me off. I wrote the wrong number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. blame Ben. Okay. It's all Ben's fault. Jeez. Always the new guy's fault. Way to, way, to make, way to make someone feel welcome, Ed. I'm sorry, Ben. He was ben. my third form math teacher. He was responsible for teaching me mathematics. <laughs>